When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Saturdays in Tassie with Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves. Welcome back to the show. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves, Saturdays in Tassie as always for Taz Racing. Kindly joined by Elise Villani, absolute champion off the back of an incredible win last weekend. Elise, welcome to the show once again. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, tell us, I mean, I, I'm lost for words really. What tell an amazing everything. win. Tell us everything. We need to know everything. Um, amazing win last weekend. We've obviously we've had you on the the show before, so it's so nice um, to be able to chat with you again, especially under these circumstances. Just what? How amazing was that? Really? Um, yeah. Look, it was. Um, it was. Look, the last second. It was amazing. Um, up yeah. until that point, it was very stressful um, <laughs> and pretty unenjoyable, to be honest. On and off and. Um, ahead of Duckworth Lewis, behind Duckworth Lewis, and it was just, yeah, look, it was it was an unbelievable game. Thought we obviously weren't going to get over the line in that last over, and then enter Sarah Coyd, and miracles can happen. Elise, share, share with us the, the message to the players during that last rain break. So, you know, everyone's kind of seen the game and the momentum had clearly shifted back in favour of, of, of South Australia. They were in front on Duckworth Lewis and that came off the, off the back of six overs of power. They went nuts, took the game on, got themselves ahead. It rained, you guys went off. What was the message to the team from you? Uh, look, it was really simple. Um, you know, they needed 23 of 18 in those um, after that last rain delay. And we just sort of spoke about, look, we've played plenty of T20 cricket. Um, we've got to remain really calm out there and we've got to think about our death bowling and try and execute as well as we can. And um, whatever sort of comes of that, then, then so be it. But we really wanted to um, stick to our processes and stick together and um, make sure we didn't panic. Did it, did it work in your favour a little bit in that it actually gave you time to, to breathe a bit? So the, the difficulty with captain, well, being captain is that you're making decisions on the fly. Uh, who am I bowling now? This situation, wet ball, you know, it, all, it, it was all going against you. By having that break, you actually got time to sit down and map out uh, those 18 balls, who was going to bowl where, what fields, planning for, for, for specific batters. Was that of benefit to you? Um, look, p- potentially, um it, yeah, look, it did give us a second. It, um, when I did sort of stand there and speak to Jude and um, team our analyst, it was there wasn't much clarity at that point. At that, at that point in time, um, to be completely honest, it was so like I knew that I wanted to bowl Coity, and it was just you know pace off was probably a good option um, from the other end. But the ball was also really wet, so it was really difficult for our bowlers. So it was just sort of talking through, like, you know, who do we think number one can hold on to the ball? We want to take the pace off and what sort of fields do we need? Um, you know, speaking to Amy Smith, she hadn't spent much time coming around the wicket to a lefty, so we couldn't sort of implement that plan. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was still actually quite stressful. But at the end of the day, we just sort of spoke about, look, let's just get, you know, Queedy and Amy to, to bowl their best balls, essentially, if, if Gemma Barsby's going to switch hit, then basically we're going to get um, Amy to to follow her and, um, you know, take it out of that swing arc, if that makes sense. So, 
yeah, I mean, I guess it allowed some clarity, but at the same time, it was very, very stressful. <laughs> I bet. We spoke to... Um, oh, sorry, Holly, you go. No, no, you go, Jeevesy. We're both excited I... just to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're, we're, Holly's in Sydney and I'm in Hobart, so we're, we've been speaking over on, each other all morning, Elisa. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, uh, we spoke with Naomi Stalenberg yesterday, and she mentioned oh, yeah, she um, mentioned the change in ball. Um, you know, David Lithgow asked a question around its impact on that last over. You know, was there some additional nibble um, with you know, obviously a, a harder seam by removing the wet ball with a new ball? Did that did that impact at all? Do you think? Um, well, we actually changed the ball at the other end. So um, these days, you have a. Um you know, two different balls out there. So you've got one. Oh, that rule stuck. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So um, we, we changed the ball with Amy's end. I just sort of kept saying to her, if you can't grip the ball, let me know and we'll change the ball. Um, and mm. then I think she changed it maybe with one ball to go or two balls to go. So Cordy gotcha. still had, yeah, Cordy still had the her old ball. The old wet ball. <laughs> that was obviously the magic ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, which is, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I asked that now because, you know, a lot of people I've spoken to around, you know, cricket have kind of been talking about the same thing, that the, the change in ball kind of shifted the shifted the game, which is, you know, obviously with seven balls left. But we can put that to bed. That's done. <laughs> oh, I love it. Elise, tell us a little bit about, um, obviously, we could see if you were streaming online and you're facing up on the hill, there weren't as many people out on the hill given the weather but what was the crowd like you could definitely hear them if you were watching and and streaming the game um as well a lot of support on the day how did that feel yeah the crowd was pretty rowdy by that stage to be <laughs> honest because it felt like the world's longest day um yeah and it just sort of kept going and you know they'd been enjoying themselves all day so yeah it was um it was it was nice that it was a home game at that point in time to be completely honest and we, we did feel like we had a lot of support um and a lot of you know family and friends were there, which was awesome, and some past players and that sort of stuff. So we did feel like we had, you know, quite a lot of support behind us, which was um, yeah, which was pretty incredible to be honest. And it was certainly a, a good game to to have the support there as well. Yeah, I love it. And uh, could you give us an insight into the the celebrations afterwards? Maybe what did you you know say to the team? Um, of course, I actually saw some footage. I think I might have been of tubes. Uh, Taylor singing um, Flowers by Miley Cyrus, or is that a rumour? <laughs> yeah, look, that definitely could have could have occurred. Um, <laughs> I had to um, I had to pop out for a drug test myself and Jules Kavanagh had to pop out for oh, a drug fun. test at, at some stage, so that wasn't overly fun. <laughs> but, um, That's yeah, a bit of a buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but um, well, the change is always fun with our group. We we have a yeah. big speaker going. Um, Molly Strano generally it. takes the mic a lot of the time, and um, <laughs> yeah, everyone just sort of enjoys everyone's company, and we stay pretty tight knit in there. And um, yeah, a bit of karaoke and um, lots <laughs> lots of fun. Elise, your your own form has been truly oh, extraordinary. Uh, back into the year, just a, a run of hundreds, um, hundred in the final again. Truly, truly special. Um, how, how how are you feeling about cricket at the moment? I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than this, right? Yeah, look, it's um, it's it's an interesting one because momentum can really shift in cricket pretty quickly. So I guess I was just, you know, fortunate that I sort of had the momentum at the right time in, in the season. But, um, yeah, it's always nice when you're scoring runs and winning and then it's always um, not as nice when you're not scoring runs and you're not winning. So the team's in a pretty good spot at the moment and it is really... Um, it's a great feeling to finish the season, I guess, off really well as a team. Um, 
and yeah, I guess making some runs as well. So that doesn't always happen. I've had many seasons where I finish at a, at, on a low, so it is nice to sort of go into this off season feeling like you know you, you achieved what you set out to achieve as a group. Yeah, and and, and so I guess now uh, uh, a bit of a break, eight to eight to ten weeks, and then back into the preseason with a with a genuine prospect of uh, a threepeat. Is that has that been spoken about already? Is there a motivation from from the team internally to to achieve something as special as that? I mean, it's been joked about so far, but I, I, I do believe that um, everyone's pretty serious about, um, you know, we're in a bit of a, we've got a bit of an opportunity ahead of us where, um, you know, we've got a really great squad um, that, you know, is probably going to stick together for the next couple of years. So we've got, you know, some genuine opportunity ahead of us to create that history that we set out to to set out to create. So, um, look, I, I see absolutely no reason why we can't have that as our goal. And I know that the girls have really enjoyed winning Ruth and, and having Ruth in Tassie and we'd like to keep her here for as long as possible. So um, absolutely, we'll put our heads together and work out how we can improve as a group and what we need to do um, for next season to make sure that we're in the strongest position possible. Yeah, I love that. And we've spoken to a number of members of the team and and all of you have this real togetherness about you, um, which obviously reflects in the game and then taking out a win again for the second for the second year in a row. What does uh, this time off look like for you? An hour away from the group, or I mean, you probably all hang out with each other outside as well. But uh, sort of, what does this downtime look for you? What are you looking forward to about that? Uh, I'm looking uh, look in March. We um, we still have some um, commitments at Blunston, so we've got a bit of fitness testing, a bit of community work, um, and yep. stuff like that. So we'll be spending um, March together a little bit, um, and then you know. We'll go our separate ways if um, if that's what the girls um, look to do. So I'll certainly be looking to get away and visit family and friends back in Melbourne, um, yep. head off overseas with my partner and, and spend some downtime away from Bonston and hopefully not even looking at Bonston, to be honest. I'm <laughs> looking forward to a bit of a break um, and then, yeah, coming back, you know, even, even more hungry to sort of... Um, be back there and achieve some more goals but yeah I think um, just getting away and, and making sure we really spend some time um, on ourselves as individuals and spending time with loved ones and all that the sort of stuff that we don't get to do as much as we would like to during cricket season I think that's really important. Elise just one one last one before we get to a break um, you know we spoke about your form just being as red hot as as any cricketer in the in the world at the moment truly special period of cricket the success of the um, the Australian women's team that they're running hot as well. They're probably the most successful cricket team in the in in the country as well. Is is there an element of frustration in in you that you know that uh, in in any other era those performances you've just strung together would would get you into an Australian team? The success of the Australian team, whilst terrific, is is probably holding you back a little bit. Like does that does that eat away at you at all? Uh look. To be honest, I've been out of the Australian team for a few years now, um, and probably early days it did. Um, it did sort of frustrate me a little bit, but um, you know, in the last couple of years, I've I've really just thought about why I play cricket and gone back to my roots in that sense, and and made sure that um, I'm just looking to enjoy it, looking to improve every day, and looking to create something really special down here in Tasmania. And um, yeah, that's that's meant that I'm really content at the moment with where I am. So obviously. All that stuff is really uncontrollable, and there's so many examples. I feel like there's a lot of girls um, that you know 
could be in that team and, and performing really well. But as you said, the depth in Australian cricket at the moment is phenomenal um, and, you know, they're performing really well. And uh, Meg Lanning and her crew, you, you can't really argue with um, how mm. well they've been going. So, yeah, look, it, it is what it is and um, I'm just really enjoying where I'm at at the minute. Well, where you're at at the minute is certainly working for you, Elise. We've loved watching you um, and the group. And congratulations, second year in a row. Absolutely amazing. And we look forward to seeing what you can do. But for now, enjoy enjoy your break. Enjoy a little bit of downtime. And thank you for giving us a little, a little piece of that downtime and joining the show this morning. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers. You're the best, Elise. We'll be back after this break.